Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Waxy Wednesdays with Wax Romantics. I loved this episode. Um, Keaton drove it, and we had a real fun, silly goose time. We start off by watching some of a reality TV show called Moment of Truth. And then for a while, we kind of just... Um, bounced around a bunch of random topics and have a lot of laughs and a lot of fun. And then we finally get around to our album reviews, reviewing albums by um, Gary Wilson, Flume, The National, and Mind Design. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which is February 9th, uh, 2022. And if you're in the Fort Collins area, we're actually playing a show at the Lyric Cinema tomorrow, Thursday, February 10th, with Almost Extinct, um, The Crooked Routes, and King Crawdad. Show starts at 8. It should be an awesome one. So uh, come over if you're around and say hi to us. Um, anyways, I think that's all I have. We'll go to the episode now. Really hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Bye. Waxy Wednesdays with Wax Romantics. I'm just having a half a cup, and I put milk and honey in it, so I feel like it dilutes it a little bit. So risky. Honey's got sugar too, so it's going to give you nightmares. Uh, going skiing tomorrow. Keaton and I went skiing on Sunday. Oh, nice. How, where'd you guys go? Uh, Winter Park. Nice. How was it? How was the snow? Uh, the snow was like pretty average, but we had a, we had a good time. I just spilled so much tea. One sec. All right. We're all here. Hey, Julian. Hey, hey, hey. Let's uh, kick it off. Keaton is driving this one. Keaton, do you think? Yeah, what's up, what's up? Um, I thought it would be a good time to do a reaction video. I, I mentioned it a little bit before, but um, yeah, it's kind of a really interesting game show where um, called Moment of Truth, where people go on the game show and they ask them increasingly worse personal questions so before the game show they make them blindly answer all these questions about themselves that are you know just really personal like um, are you cheating on your husband uh are you addicted to various you know just horrible questions um about their lives and then they can go on this game show and you know the more questions they answer correctly the more money they win so yeah that is, that's the gist of this. Um, you want me to share it here? And I, Keaton, I don't know if you were going to mention this later, but Julian missed it. Do you want to tell Julian what the uh, oh, yeah. name, name of the host is? <laughs> the host is named Mark Wahlberg, but it's not Mark Wahlberg. It's like a different guy. I thought <laughs> I, we can watch the first few minutes just so you guys can get the gist of it all. And then we could skip in a few questions because the first couple of questions are kind of dry. And you have had sexual yeah. relations with. Okay, there you go. That's a little bit. Tonight, this 23-year-old man who lives with his mother <laughs> devastates his family and girlfriend. 
with some of the most shocking revelations ever revealed on the moment of truth. Do you keep a spreadsheet of all the women that you have had sexual relations with? Have you had sexual relations with over 100 women? <laughs> That's his girlfriend you right there. Did you ever be faithful to just one woman? Get ready for our most shocking episode yet. Who is that guy? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> they just bring a bunch of his friends and family on. Uh. Hello, Paul. Very good? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Have a seat. Thank you. <laughs> so glad to have you here, Paul. Glad to be here. How are you feeling right now? Feeling good. Are you going to be ready and able to tell the truth in front of all of America tonight? Yeah, pretty sure. I've never there seen a more like 2002 shirt go, than that shirt. The harder the questions get, but as you can <laughs> yes. see, the more money At any point, if you guys want me to pause and you guys have a comment to make, too, please let me know. But once you hear a question, you have to answer that question. Remember, if you're caught lying even once, you lose everything and the game is over. Yeah, so if they yeah. answer right. differently Not from when they you, originally answered America, the questionnaire, and friends here to then and listen to you, they lose. Them right now. Hi, my name is Maria and I'm Paul's girlfriend. Hi, I'm Karen and I'm Paul's mom. I'm the sister Jackie. I'm Enrique and I'm Paul's dad. Hi, my name is Federico and I'm one of huh. Paul's best friends. It was Enrique. Glad to have Welcome. <laughs> I thought his name was Puerto Rico for fun. Are you ready for this? I don't think so. Well, ask us when the question comes and you can change your answer at any time as well. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get to it. Do you have a mullet because you think it attracts women? I'm just reading it. This baby? Oh, Jesus, I didn't notice he had that. <laughs> I kind of like it, though. It's not bad, but so, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Come on. That answer is true. Yeah. Yeah. Two truthful answers, four more. If you hear a this question, Mark Wahlberg has much more personality and panache than got it right. I got Story it. Like Marky right. Mark. How's your mother? How's your mother doing? He said, "Let your mother for me." Question five: Have you ever told your parents you quit gambling when, in fact, you hadn't? That seems like a pointed question. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he answered yes. this polygraph ah, thing before. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. And I think, <laughs> like, half the time, the questions are written by his enemies. True. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It feels like... Bad boy. That's five. One more $10,000. Question six. Have you ever lost more than $10,000 gambling in one day? That's a lot of money. Yes. Ooh. That answer is... True. Well, Paul, congratulations. You haven't lost today. That's $10,000 so far. Yeah, you yeah. want it back. Question 10. Do you think you would like to have children with Maria someday? 
No. That answer is true. Oh. <laughs> uh oh. Maria, does that hurt your feelings? She's a beautiful girl, and anybody would want to have kids with her. You do have ten to the Oh, poor Maria. Great. She seems lovely. I know. This gets worse. <laughs> this is your $25,000 moment of truth. Are you a very organized person? I try to be. And the stuff I carry, I'm organized. Question 11. Do you keep a spreadsheet of all the women that you have had sexual relations with? What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. Like, this is just so fucked wow. up. Wow. If he says yes, dude, what's your answer? I like to be organized. That's too specific of a oh question for it to god. not be true. A spreadsheet, bro? I know. <laughs> this guy's such a jabroni. What the fuck? Uh, That's just true. sad. <laughs> a spreadsheet to insinuate, like a list would be one thing, Maria, but a spreadsheet a means it has several columns. No, <laughs> yeah. Is she on the spreadsheet? No I comment. Like I know nothing. No comment. You feel like you know nothing? Yeah. <laughs> is this this guy's giving me real Dennis Reynolds name? vibes. <laughs> is there a rating? You're so There's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! You didn't even have to I'm say I'm guessing the next anything. column has a phone number. No, no phone number. How many columns are there, Paul? Uh, five or six. Five or six columns. Have you seen a Federico? Yeah, I've seen it. It's impressive, actually. <laughs> okay, there we go. Sorry. Well, the question is: Do you think, not now, but do you think you could ever be faithful to just one woman? Yeah, this only goes on for another few minutes. Sorry. <laughs> he, he bails out pretty quickly. No. Only five more minutes. <laughs> he said no to that. Is... I'm so mad. True. Oh. <laughs> I'm so mad. Oh, poor Maria. <laughs> That's the truthful answers. You're doing great. Two more to $100,000. Is this a surprise to you, Maria? Yeah. Very disappointed. <laughs> Does that make you wonder how faithful he's been to you as you guys Maria. are dating right now? Anything you want to add to this? I respect Maria a lot. Jesus Christ. It's be difficult to hurt her, so. You don't do that when you respect someone. Question 15. Have you ever been paid for sex? Did you get the reaction again? For $100,000, what is your answer? Yes. <laughs> that answer is. Do you think that's better or worse in a woman's eyes than True. having paid for sex? Paul, congratulations, you've just won $100,000.
Well, we don't have to watch the next one. I just wanted to show you guys that. Some fucked up nonsense, Keaton. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just so you know. Your mic sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. That took me literally an hour and a half. Uh, Never let your Zen tour not take updates for two and a half years. That's, oh, I like man. it. It's professional. You got the windscreen on it. You look like a real broadcaster. Yeah, thanks. This is an mm. SM7 from like 1982. Shout out my dad. Ooh, some real, also, uh, real shout out to your kid. bow tie there, Colin. God damn. Yeah, damn. Sexy. Thanks. I'm trying to up the sex appeal of the podcast and my own personal self. It worked. Thank you. Um, strong. Strong, but yeah. Any other comments on that? What do you guys think? Um, so like, I'm sorry. I think I might have not been paying enough attention at the very beginning when you said when you like prefaced that. What like what is that? Is there that's a is that a regular occurring show? Yeah, that was like the fifteenth episode. There's what's it called? Um, so moment of truth. Yeah, moment of truth. (laughs) It's just a shame that that's that has to exist. But it's funny. I know. Do you well, have we can move se- on to the next. Yeah, well, the, we're going to do segments. The, well, of course. Yeah, we're going to do the music thing. So you're welcome to go if you'd like. Hey, wait, also, Keaton, did you see that there's a... Uh, do you have any in-person classes? I have all my all mine are in-person, which is... It's not bad. There's a delayed start tomorrow. Is it snowing out at where y'all live? Freezing rain. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Keaton, I mentioned this to Keaton earlier. I didn't have, we, we have some bad ice in Aurora, but I guess it's not as bad as uh, what you guys have in Fort Collins. It's um, been pretty know, weird. Yeah. Is it bad at your house, Julian? Well, it's just been, it's been snowing pretty much all day, nonstop. So we've actually accumulated some snow out here. Um, oh, yeah. And underneath it is just solid ice. Like my vehicle is just a solid sheet of ice and I'm not looking forward to getting it unstuck. Best of luck. Thanks. I know that's really like the most first world problem I probably could have mentioned is that my car is covered in ice. Wham. No, no, it's scary driving. I saw a lot of accidents. Second world countries have that problem too. Yeah. Yeah, If they're cold. Is Canada considered a second world country? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know enough about Canada. (laughs) I've never been there. I'm scared. (laughs) Yeah, they'll take you. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they worship the queen there. Of course, of course, it's a second That's world country. That's not good idea. Yeah, I know. It's not even their monarchy. I guess it technically is because they're colonized. But yeah, they get just... over it, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. happened like right so back. long ago. Yeah, claim your own identity, Canada. A little side note: fuck colonialism. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just take a second to say, as a unit. As Wax Romantics, we do not endorse colonialism. Um, and we but we do endorse it. American imperialism. That's different. That's like, I mean, Manifest Destiny <laughs> slash um, Divine Intervention. We are the divine, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And who's not divine? Everybody else. Everybody else. With. Anybody yeah. from Delaware. Uh, yeah, sure. Delaware. That's a tricky place. Fuck Delaware. Um, we do not support Delaware. <laughs> not a Delaware. I like Delaware. Podcast. Okay, I'm sorry, but 
Cam's <laughs> feel on it too, but anyways. I don't know what Cam's even up to. Cam, you why did you turn all the Delaware? lights off? Yeah. Maybe the house. Are we getting power. sexy now? Is it sexy? <laughs> yeah, are we gonna get a nip slip? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have like, his headphones on, so he doesn't know what we're saying. Wow, this kid's such a fucking what amateur. What a dumb ass. <laughs> Making this us all oh, sexy. Oh, wow. <laughs> they threw a trouble experience over here, man. Yeah, why'd the lights turn off on you there? I didn't, dude. I unplugged it. I tried to unplug one thing. I have to use the, the light from my computer for a second. <laughs> Oh, all right this is the squax romantics <laughs> intimate hour with cam oh he's gone <laughs> that's the so uh, we sound effects i've never <laughs> been more discouraged <laughs> in my music career than right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just a, uh, but anyways, anyways camera's gonna man. turn back on and he's gonna be wearing nothing but a banana peel on his dick <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be there's gonna be somebody standing in the corner with a whip <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's Gary the dominatrix he's nice yeah. He's really nice, but yeah. <laughs> Gary the Dominatrix. <laughs> yeah. Is dominant isn't Dominatrix feminine though? Is that uh not I mean no. Gary <laughs> Yeah, it is Gary. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, Gary just proves it. Okay. I'm such an idiot. Yeah. We've been <laughs> small minded. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Colin. You don't believe in Gary's? The sexy Gary's of the world need to unite. Good to go now. All right. I'm Cam's good to go. Wine. You're drinking red wine? Yeah, yeah. You feeling nice and loose? Wine. Yeah, I'm feeling nice and loose, mostly because I also did an ambient a minute ago. I was going to say, you should make that. I should that check out with... my Twitter in a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really bad, bad boys stuff getting banned about... from Twitter tonight. So I had another thing <laughs> that I was thinking about today. Um, I was watching this podcast about... Um, it was basically Italy in World War Two. They're kind of they just did horribly. They did absolutely horribly. But they they tried to invade, I believe, Ethiopia. Do you, have, do you guys have you read about this? Um, yeah. Italy tried to invade Ethiopia. It brings a, it yeah. brings a faint bell. Yeah, like no, I know, familiar. I know a lot of um, the most gruesome battles of World War Two were fought in Africa. Yeah, and um, I didn't know Ethiopia. Uh, specifically but it went super poorly for them too and they they were like what's the one country we could possibly invade and that was one of their colonial attempts back way back in the day was and they failed and then so they got kicked out of there once and then they tried to go back and just got lit up again and that's my people right there that's the Italians. I mean, their food is great, though. And their culture is amazing. But God, that was just a tough war for them. Italy has never successfully mass produced a car or won a war. <laughs> I was just, uh, well, I was actually, have you, do you guys know about the, uh, That's uh, mass production, the you guys know about the dead mouse Ferrari thing? Huh. Oh, have you heard about it? So Dead Mouse got a Ferrari. So basically a Ferrari, they have a, a specific set of rules and they pre-approve all the owners. So Ferrari has to allow you to buy a Ferrari, basically. Damn. So they allowed Dead Mouse to buy a Ferrari, but in the contract it says you can't change the paint, 
scheme or like the color of the Ferrari. Anyway, he slapped fucking uh, Nyan Cat like on the side of his Ferrari. Um, you guys remember Nyan Cat? I think that so. like uh, it's that little dancing cat, that eight bit cat. It like freaked out Ferrari. They it pissed him off, um, and they wound up blackmailing Dead Mouse <laughs> for life from ever owning a Ferrari again. So oh he sold God. it and bought a Lamborghini, and now he has a Dead Mouse uh, uh, Nyan Cat Lamborghini. Oh, uh, I like this Nyan Cat. I yeah, that. that's the consistent theme. But basically, the reason why Ferrari has never been considered mass produced is because they pick who owns Ferraris and they have since like the seventies. You can't just buy one. You have to be uh, cool enough and you can't break the rules. Yeah. Do do you know so much about Ferrari because your last name is one letter away from being that? I, yeah, I'm required as an Italian person who is closely, closely named after ferrari to know about all this stuff i didn't go to mm-hmm. school they just sat me in a room and, and told me interesting ferrari facts Enforced yeah. that that's, that's <laughs> funny because colin and i know a shit ton about paddling boats and such actually We're why is that, that funny <laughs> love boats <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how dare you talk for, shit about both? for reference for the viewers Colin and I was last name that's why it's that, funny Kim, I'm, I'm editing that one out <laughs> I'm pretty sure Julian's actual last name is Fieri like Guy Fieri yeah yeah, <laughs> Julian, yeah it, that's, you pronounce it Fieri <laughs> my family didn't want that secret to get out we had our name uh, changed because we didn't want we didn't want to besmirch the Fieri name we could never live up to that his and name is spelled Ferrara, here. but you pronounce it Chef Boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode has gone in a weird direction already. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a spicy meatball <laughs> right there. Wait, um, what is it? It's the, I sent this emoji. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. My it, hand just, up. Uh, it just showed up as a rectangle in my chat. Oh. Dude, I don't fuck with rectangles, so if you say that again. <laughs> what? Hey, Key, and guess what? You're in a rectangle right now. Uh. <laughs> Do you have any other segments, or is it just reality TV and racist stuff? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you expect? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's par so, for the course. And I feel like the, uh, yeah, it is, and it ple- it's a crowd pleaser too, the, uh, the reality show. Yeah, not so much the racist stuff. <laughs> not so much, are you sure? I'm gonna get I don't our, know. That's at least not the audience I want. Our ratings God, are going to spike after this. Yeah. With like the QAnon on. crowd. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just copyrighted our whole cast. <laughs> Put the R in the corner. Does that stand for free? Racist. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Racist. Uh, it stands for re, actually, but um, same deal. But anyways, yeah, so we can move on to the music segment whenever you guys are done horsing around. So the, <laughs> the album I'm doing? <laughs> the Flume Deluxe Edition. Oh. It's the I Flume Deluxe Flume Edition album. Uh, I've just recently started listening to Flume. Ooh. And 
feel like it'd be a good idea to just review because I feel like I've been reviewing in the recent episodes. I was just kind of reviewing general music, and I hadn't really reviewed anything I've like recently been jamming to a lot. And I have like eight or nine newly added songs in my playlist off this Flume Deluxe Edition album. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of like kind of their just powerhouse album with all their songs, a bunch of different stuff off the discography. Uh, I think it came out in 2012. It was, but it's got amongst the album. I think it was almost like 600 million views between all the songs. Just yeah, really good production. Yeah, insane amount. And so many songs in movies and stuff. I catch a lot of film songs, even just like slightly edited tracks because they have the best beats and the best samples. And it's like super suspenseful, super great music. But um, yeah, I would highly recommend the film Flexus album. It just kind of gets you the film. And it's a good length. It's not like a lot of bands have like 40, 50 song motherload albums. This one's like 27 or something like that. Perfect length. Oh, yeah, I really dug their new album too. Like this mixtape that he dropped, like in 2019, mm. that was wild as well. All right, do I do I popcorn it? It's the yeah, you can popcorn. Feel free to popcorn. Popcorn, popcorn of course. Pot You're popcorning, popcorning me. Mm-hmm. No, I actually have a, a um, an interesting record to review today. <sighs> What's the best way to kick this off? Okay, I'll tell you first how I discovered this album and this particular artist. But um, did you guys ever see the movie? Uh, it's called Other Music. On It was like an Amazon documentary. No? No. Okay, I recommend watching it. It's a, it's a good, uh, quick little documentary. But Other Music was a um, record shop in New York that popped up in like the late nineties, but really hit its peak popularity in the early two thousands. And it was kind of like a staple of, um, you know, like the, the indie rock, uh, the early two thousands, uh, New York indie rock scene. And it's where like, you know, all the hipsters hung out and found their music and bought vinyl and everything. Anyway. So the, the documentary is about the leg, the legacy of other music, and um, there's a part in the documentary where one of the dudes who works at the record store talks about this album. And the album in question is, can you guys see my screen? I'm sharing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. shit. It's- do you, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Do you watch uh, Nardwar by chance? Yes. yes. Yeah, I do watch Nardwar. I just watched Nardwar where he gave this record to fucking Tyler the Creator, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll have to watch that. I imagine Tyler would really dig this record. Yeah, I bet. Um, okay, so it, it's called You Think You Really Know Me, and the artist is named um, Gary Wilson. So um, this is Gary Wilson. Now, if I would go to my next, uh, so this is what he looks like now. Better picture of him than an album. He almost has like mad scientist Robert Smith from the Cure vibes now. Can you guys see that? Yeah. 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 Anyways, so here, let me. So, Robert's, uh, I'm sorry, Robert's. Gary Wilson, I'm just going to read from his biography really quickly because I think it's interesting. But um, 
Gary Wilson, born October 23rd, 1953, is an American experimental musician and performance artist best known for his 1977 album, We Think You Really Know Me, after which he promptly retired from recording and performing concerts. He slowly gained a strong cult following during the 1980s and 1990s and in the early 2000s became active again. As of 2020, he has released 14 full-length albums. Uh, so, he, you know, this album I'm reviewing, You Think You Really Know Me, um, was his debut album and totally disappeared into the void. No one knew it. He disappeared into obscurity. And then there was kind of this resurgence of him in the 90s. People started to discover him. And it's interesting. I just learned this today. It was in no small part due to Beck, because Beck actually cited him as an influence very often and actually name drops him um, in one of his songs. What song? I think it was Where It's At. Let me see if it's in this article. Yes, it's Where It's At. Um, so Beck name drops Gary Wilson and Where It's At. Um, anyways, so this album... You think you really know me is one of the most bizarre and strange albums I've ever listened to. When you first listen to it, I think the natural reaction is to kind of laugh and think it's funny. But now after several listens through to it, because I, I after that, I watched that documentary, I immediately looked it up and added it to my library and listened through it. And now the songs pop up on my shuffle all the time or I'll put it on if I don't know. It's, it's an interesting album to go back to. But um, so like I said, like the first listen through, you find them kind of funny. And now I just find it really like even talking about it now, it makes me kind of uneasy and gives me like a dark feeling to talk about it. Um, it's, it's just a bizarre album. It's, it's 12 songs and I think the runtime is only 34 minutes. So they're all like pretty short songs. I want to read you the track listing. Um, this gives you an idea of, or it might give you a small idea of what the album's like. All right, track one. Another time I could have loved you. Track two, you keep on looking. Track three, 6.4 equals make out. Track four, when you walk into my dreams, track five, loneliness, track six, Cindy, track seven, you were too good to be true. Track eight, groovy girls make love at the beach. Track nine, I want to lose control. Track 10, you think you really know me? Obviously the titular track of the album. Track 11, chromium bitch, track 12, and then I kissed your lips. So that's it. Um, yeah, the runtime is like 34 minutes. So do you, do you guys ever listen to the modern lovers or know who, um, you know, who modern lovers are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so, so. Yeah. Um, Gary Wilson, I'm a big modern lovers fan and particularly a fan of Jonathan Richmond, who's the vocalist and songwriter behind modern lovers. And um, Gary Wilson in a weird way kind of gives me Jonathan Richmond vibes um, but way like pervier and way weirder and way funkier. Um, I don't know if, if people who are familiar with both of those artists would agree, but anyways, 
Um, so the album itself, I'm like fascinated with it. I love listening to it. If I was actually going to rate it, you know, give it a legitimate rating, I think it's hard to do because it is like an experimental album and it feels weird to like kind of review and rate like an album that's so weird and experimental earnestly. So I did, I looked up, I just out of curiosity, Pitchfork in like 2002 gave it a 7.7 out of 10, which I think was a weird rating for it. I really feel like this one's either like a 10 or like a two in, you know, your book. I think music blogs always try to give more progressive and exploratory music higher ratings just to be like, Hey, we're, we're hip, but you can't yeah. go too high because then you're overstepping. Totally. And especially, yeah. Pitchfork too, like such a self-aware kind of, especially like this was the review was in the early 2000s. So at that point, kind of the height of like hipster culture. So they had to seem kind of self-aware and, um, and that went on yeah. to be sampled in a lot of, uh, a lot of hip hop and rap later on. I kind of, as yeah, you say, I had like and a so second is, life. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I was going to say. Um, Gary Wilson for reading his biography seems like he was kind of a, a musical prodigy as a child. His father was a musician. He learned to play a ton of instruments at a very young age. He had kind of an obsession with the Beatles and with pop music so that's what's interesting is I'm sure he is capable of writing like very traditional and catchy pop songs. And there's a lot like the, the kind of the way I like to describe it. I once heard someone describe, um, sorry, I'm making a lot of other references. So I apologize, but do you guys know the band, the fall? Yes. Like yeah. I'm a big, the fall fan. I don't think I know them. Yeah, Key and Cam, you should check them out. They're like a, a post-punk um, band from uh, Manchester um, <clears throat> that uh, made music in like the late 70s and 80s. But um, I once heard someone review The Fall by saying these would be great songs if they didn't sound so horrible. And that's <laughs> almost how I uh, I feel about Gary Wilson, that these could be great songs if Gary Wilson didn't make them terrible. And I mean, terrible in the best way possible. Um, so anyways, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up my review. Um, I, I don't, I won't, I won't give this a waxies rating. I won't, I won't rate it out of 10 waxies cause I think that is kind of pointless in this case. Um, but I do highly encourage you guys to check out this album. I think all of you would like it. Keaton, I think you would like it, especially um, just a lot of the melodies on there and everything. And um, yeah, to all of our listeners, I highly recommend checking out. You think you really know me by Gary Wilson. Really good review. And that was tasty. I like that. I wanted to copy Colin this week and try to go for an album that I actually have a physical copy of. Um, 
And I also wanted to just stick on my personal theme of albums that I really like. I don't think it's there's a point in reviewing shit that I don't really like. Um, so I went with, and I wanted to go for something new since I went for something old last week, and I wanted to go for a little bit different of a vibe. Um, so I went for some good old, really sad indie rock, and I picked uh, this album by The National. Oh, you can't see it. Sleep Well Beast, um, which also... Hell yeah, brother. Like Collins. Which is permanently dedicated on your body yes i was gonna say one one upping owning it i also have it inked on my body you can't really see it but so anyway (laughs) um this record it means a lot to me no you're good (laughs) um this album it means a lot to me personally just because it was released at a time when i feel like i needed to hear it and it had a lot of themes that I personally related to, which I feel like the national has always been a band that puts its words together in a very like relatable way. And we always tell a story that is uh, just connectable and something I feel like we've all been through, which is just like heartbreak and uh, dealing with uh, anxiety and the many forms that anxiety can take. So um a few reasons why i personally like this album and would maybe say it is the nationals best album um they recorded it at long pond studio which is actually um like a home-built studio that one of the guitarists of the national built Uh, his name is aaron desner he also produces like a whole laundry list of indie and just like varying artists um, Swift, and a lot maybe. of people, Taylor Swift, uh, she recorded her album Evermore at Long Pond, which is the same studio. Um, and Aaron Desner obviously has a really good ear for producing indie music. So it's just cool that he runs the same operation that his bands effectively operated out of for this uh, album. I think it reflects really well. Um, I feel like they were allowed to take a lot more chances and do a lot more things that they hadn't necessarily done in the past just because there wasn't the uh, pro- the productive reins over them. Um, it was self-produced. Uh, they didn't really have a whole lot of other production influence. Um, there were a lot of uh, featured artists on the album, which I feel like ultimately are what bred it to be a little bit more uh, experimental and creative than some of the nationals previous work. Um, It also just has like a bit more of a darkness to it. Um, It's a little bit less coy um, and a little bit less like beating around the bush with its kind of depressiveness. It's kind of just all in like a sad boy record, which you either love them or you hate them. I happen to love them. Um, A lot of the themes, like I said on the record are just about, coping with anxiety um, in the many forms that it can have, be it social anxiety or just uh, depressive anxiety, um, self-inflicted anxiety, and um, just how you react to the situations around you. Um, So yeah, I feel like it, it speaks to me in a lot of ways for that because it came out at a time when I was um, also kind of reeling from a lot of personal feelings and life was changing around me a lot. So it has that nostalgia factor for me, even though it's a pretty new record where it just instantly connected, uh, with me and what was going on in my life at the time. Um, it mixes a lot of 
really cool ambient sounds and just organic instrumentation with more like uh, sample drum programming and a lot of just like live drum programming, which is pretty cool. Um, the Both of the Desner brothers uh, in the band, they both did a lot of drum programming for the first time on this record. Um, and it, I think it paid off. I, I'm personally a huge fan of mixing organic elements with um, that modern day kind of chopped edge. Um, and the album's definitely choppy, uh, where it needs to be. I feel like there's a point on the album, uh, just a little over halfway through where it kind of has that, uh, peak, uh, the climax where all of the feelings have culminated into one huge outburst where it's kind of a mix of, yeah, that really organic kind of plea combined with just the choppiness of, modern drum programming over it and those two songs that i'll call out are empire line and i'll still destroy you which are buried right in the middle but like i said i feel like those two songs really take the feelings of the first half of the album and combine that with the themes that are kind of more subtle throughout the first half of the album and it all kind of uh comes together on those two songs and then the rest of the album gets a bit more uh introspective and self-reflective and it ends on um a really like progressive forward-thinking note um but still very like uh self-reflective as i said before so that's kind of really where i'll leave it i guess um as far as waxy ratings i also have trouble rating this because for personal reasons i would put it at like a 10 waxies but um it's not necessarily musically the most impressive album of all time i think that its emotional power is perhaps more uh speaks louder than its musical prowess but it's definitely produced incredibly well um there's definitely a lot of attention to detail in what they do there's nothing that is not intentional on the on the record um and as a production like feet from start to finish i would say it's like perfect so it's very musically strong too but uh it's definitely not like a technical or like hugely crazy music theory crazy concept record but for the feels i would give it like a solid eight to 10 waxies. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I also love the national. I, um, I've, re- I've had a slight awareness of the national and then really like, like a lot of the rest of the world got deep into them when trouble will find me came out. And um, I, re- I remember like a ton of people just, in all of my circles at that point, like got all into the national. And so for a long time, just like the national is dominating a lot of the music I listen to. Yeah. Um, sorry. On a side note, sorry to trail us. Um, Julian, if you're, I don't want to interrupt. Um, no, go for it. Yeah. I was reading about this, um, crazy Australian Bushman robber guy that was one of the first people to use armor kind of in the in the outback against the sheriffs i don't know and he like he stood out like old you know wild west style shooting people with the full suit of armor on so 
Anyways, <laughs> thank you. I don't, that. I don't awesome. have an album. I just am going to tell you guys about that. <laughs> yeah. And that's my album. Review. That's the album. How many waxies? <laughs> yep. Um, how many waxies? Actually, like 35. How many can I get? <laughs> Which is uh, coincidentally the number of bullets he took from Australian police. Yeah. Australian police are getting pretty fascist. And uh, yeah. I think they're taking a page from American police. You guys probably Australia saw that. Australia is pretty conservative place overall, I'd say. I mean, you kind of like, uh, have them. to when there's like kangaroos that square up on you in the middle of the road in Australia, though, too. Well, yeah. I feel like that always gave them kind of a, a chiller vibe, like that they had more to worry about just battling the natural elements and wildlife that they could just kind of chill out in their social structure. But, uh, They've gone off the rails lately. I, I, you've heard it here, folks. Australia has lost their way. As someone who's <laughs> never been there, has no personal relationships with any Australian people. That's what makes and, it so easy to say this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know no one else is going to kind of say it. I guess it takes someone brave enough like me, Colin Orr. Yeah. I, I was just thinking it. about how scary kangaroos are, bro. Sorry. Did you guys ever see uh, Roger the kangaroo? No. Here, let me, let me, uh. How many waxies? Are the one that takes the dog? Yeah, you should probably close Pornhub. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna have to edit out the top of your screen. This is Roger. Oh yeah, I've seen this. He guy. just passed away, unfortunately. But Roger, speaking of Pornhub, I've seen this guy. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> speaking of Pornhub, yeah, that guy's thick. That dude's ripped. Did you guys ever see that video? Yoked. Yeah, the kangaroo steals the guy's dog, and uh, yeah, that's yeah, what I was. It. That's what I thought you were yeah. talking about. He doesn't. That's where it. I was what first introduced. Ate my baby. <laughs> that's where I was first introduced to like the the idea of a of this a fighting around. kangaroo. Yeah. Um, yeah, when was the last time you guys watched Kangaroo Jack? Never. Mine was in theaters in 2004. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty that special. Cam, Cam, while you have movie. Google up and while you're sharing your screen. Okay. What's up? Look up Two. what year Kangaroo Jack came out. Dolphins. Dolphin assisted birth. Oh, just search Kangaroo Jack, you idiot. It will show up. <laughs> 2003. January 17th. Oh, okay, I was close. I said 2004. It's 2003. 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb. That's my favorite documentary. Wow. Like, <laughs> IMDb is not. Yeah, they are not kind. Kangaroo Jack. I'm having a little trouble. Yeah. Watch Ted. Oh, you fucked oh, up your parentheses film. film. <laughs> Sorry, Not just What's some it? fella named What'd Ted. You say? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm watching Ted watch right Ted now. Parentheses film. Yeah, I don't want to watch Ted just getting undressed in his room. I don't want to watch the Ted live cam. I want to watch Ted the talking yeah. fucking bear. I'm yeah. watching Ted. Mine, right now. mine really is watch watch Ted parenthetical random guy. <laughs> yeah, watch the yeah. Ted cam. Hey, I'm Ted. <laughs> Ted, yeah. Yeah, I'm Ted. I'm gonna eat a bowl of cereal. Hey, I'm Ted. Well, we're on the topic of film, I just saw a pretty hilarious post earlier. Did you guys see like the, uh, there's an episode of Parks and Rec where the opening scene of the Boba Fett show was predicted 
Oh, I know what you're oh, talking it's Pat about. And Oswald now. Too. Yeah, this. I, love Pat and I know the scene. I'm just not. I haven't seen the show, the Boba Fett show. All right, this is pretty hilarious, though. And pan down from the twin sons of Tatooine. Uh, we are now close on the mouth of the Sarlacc pit. After a beat, the gloved Mandalorian armor gauntlet of Boba Fett grabs onto the sand outside the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> oh my God! Pulls himself from the maw of the sand beast. Okay, this is and exactly- And we realize uh, that he survived his fall uh, during the battle at Jabba's uh, palace ship. Pretty hilarious that, that it came full of circles. Wow. And it's honestly even more amazing that the, um, here we go, it's like that the, uh, the writer, I think panel was definitely involved in both shows, was able to trust his fans to get that callback and get that reference. Cause it's just so obscure. One random episode of the sitcom, you know, just like the, a fucking star Wars show, but it's pretty awesome. That it was noticed. So I saw it like the day after the show came out too. It's awesome. Yeah, he had to kill That's that scary. Sarlacc. So I was reading about he developed, Boba developed a bunch of really bad degenerative diseases in the <laughs> Sarlacc pit. And so that's <laughs> why. We've all been there. Uh, that's the promotional clip for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Oh, uh, the <laughs> Can I peep the GoFundMe? Where's Boba's GoFundMe? GoFundMe. He's having congenital heart failure. <laughs> he has cancer. <laughs> and what else? He has cancer and... Um, Something else really bad, uh, some autoimmune <laughs> thing. So yeah, he's really um, Hashimoto's disease as an overactive thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble <laughs> regulating his temperature. <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a liver failure. That's it, or something like that. It's not good. Uh, Does this moment. tie into your album review, Keaton? Because it'd be <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's end this ridiculous sidebar and get to Keaton's album review. Yeah, mine's mine's totally the best, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, mine is kind of an obscure one, but it's one of my favorites for like how much it pushed boundaries. It's not really boundaries; it's just super weird. So I guess it's not really, but it's a mind design record called Feels, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, the vibe is super eclectic and weird, and a lot of it's real sample-based, and it's um, the guy who wrote it, um, Mind Design. His real name's Ringo, and <laughs> he's this interesting Filipino guy. And um, he, he did this album in 2013. as I think he was signed to this label, Stone's Throw, at the same time. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. I thought it might be neat to, uh, play a little bit. They have a super weird, um, super weird music video for one of the tunes. So it'd be cool to play a clip of that. But, um, also, also I was going to say, I discovered mind design when I think we were living in 2015, 2016 from that weird, podcast yeah the breakfast with ringo where there's that guy in the wolf costume mm -hmm. sitting in the background the whole time and 
he basically is like making beats on a live stream and somebody brings in breakfast and then a couple of the times there's a guy in a wolf costume that like wrapped in the background and it's super weird i was gonna so, say whenever i hear my design now it's one of the most nostalgic feelings like teleports me back to nashville yep this is when we discovered it yeah so this is um chowder this song's called chowder off the album feels Shawshank Redemption. We yep. <laughs> <laughs> would have to watch the whole thing in the very beginning is really cool. <laughs> I've never seen this music video, it's great. It's perfect. Anyways, yep, so there's that. <laughs> and then, yeah, this is that breakfast with Ringo. I thought I'd pull up a little bit just because it's super weird. Which, yeah, this is, they're just making breakfast. There's a guy in the wolf costume. That guy's named Knowledge. And uh, he's a really cool producer. He's a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, that's the wolf costume guy. That's Ringo. <laughs> and this goes on for like an hour. It's really weird, but anyways, that's where I discovered. Knowledge still uh, has it touched his breakfast. I know he's just sitting there holding it. At some point, yeah, he rolls a joint at some point. Sorry, I get an ad. That was the worst time to get an ad. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Uh, anyways, yeah. So you guys. Um, nice yeah uh, I, I think my other favorite song on the album is called eco um that one's super weird and then another notable album he's done i was gonna review is called breatharian and that is all influenced by like this weird documentary audio that he found about this guy that claims that he only breathes air and doesn't eat food all he does is drink water and breathe air Good review, Keaton. For some, I hadn't thought about mind design in a while. And then the other day, he just popped in my head for some reason. And I actually threw on some mind design. So it's really funny that you're reviewing that. Yeah. And um, it's hard to give his albums waxies because they are just so eclectic and nice to listen to all the way through. Yeah. But one of those that you kind of have to be in that right mood for. So I'd probably out of five i'd still give it like it's one of his best albums 4.8 out of five going high oh nice 
Yeah, so that's a, or a nine point nine point six out of ten. What waxies. when we start going to five waxies? Uh, we can they go do. to sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. The scale it's is up totally to you. Variable. Cool. You yeah. I just want to make sure I'm keeping up. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, we can. Um, but yeah. Anyways, that's I didn't have many other segments after that. Um, are you guys but, watching the Beatles doc on Disney Plus? I back. still haven't started yet because. Yeah, I just haven't had time. I uh, I just got through the first episode, two and a half hours, but Holy I loved shit. it. I loved it, man. It is it, a- like it. Um, it's just awesome watching them in a room together. It's cool. Tell memes. Talk about. It memes. did make me think. Now that we're a four-piece band. And since we have a uh, charismatic guitar player and a uh, uh, cute and charming bass player that both sing, we should um, arrange ourselves like the Beatles when we play live. So I'm John Lennon, obviously. Keaton's Paul. <laughs> um, Cam is George and Julian is Ringo. Fuck, I wanted to be Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> you can be Ringo. You are yeah. more Ringo. <laughs> no, but I, I like how they uh, laid out their stage plot in the early days. Ringo you guys have- got to be on like one of the fucking biggest drum risers, I feel like. I don't know. I know. It was just, I he's love- on an island, dude. Yeah. One day when we're him. when we have that much clout, we'll put you on a on a big riser, Julian. Can um, I face away from the audience though? I wanna just show them my plumbing. Yeah, yeah. And nothing yeah, else. Cool. Um, do you guys have a favorite Beatle? Honestly, Ringo. Dude's fucking uh, yeah. great. I love Ringo, man. Paul Paul McCartney's cool. But I don't know. Ringo's just he doesn't give a, sh- a shit, man. He doesn't give a fuck. He's so cool. I'm going Paul McCartney because when I was first learning the piano, I learned a, a few Paul McCartney songs. And um I don't know. I guess I just listen to the most. All right. But he, Colin, yeah. Sorry, were you going to say something? I was going to ask what Keaton's favorite was, but. Oh, said ahead, Keaton's, my bad. No, no worries. Uh, probably. Um, so I, I recently stopped liking John Lennon as much and started liking. George Harrison and Paul McCartney, but then I, I read about this um, this conspiracy theory where Paul McCartney is dead and he got replaced by a fake actor. So yeah, can you oh, see it's my Lennon. Uh... <laughs> Oh no, this is that for a while. Oh, it's George. Ooh, yeah, this is George. It's from the Looking yellow screen here. But uh, George used to be my favorite, and I, it might be my favorite, and so. I find John to be the most interesting Beatle and he died the youngest, which helps. But um, I know he's a polarizing figure and um, uh, there's some controversy around John Lennon. So was, I won't go into the weeds with that. But Correct me if I'm wrong, but was John in the 27th Club? No, no. He was, he was yeah. much older. I think he had just turned 40 oh, when, wow, he, was, I when he was killed. You can change the color of your fucking eyebrows on this shit. Yeah, I'm getting pretty intense with this. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Dude, that's for really fucking audio shit. listeners. Keaton is again exploring the very outreaches of how do you even get abilities. I know, man. I'm getting deep into the settings. Oh, studio, my studio effects. Oh, you can change your lip color. I'm gonna do rainbow. Oh no. <laughs> I know, that's what I thought you could do rainbow. Looks like I ate a bunch of uh <laughs> green shit. I'm all sick. Does all I can sexy? ever get to is the reactions. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'll see that in my fucking sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see that in my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check this one out. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. How did I get sued by Monsters, Inc.? I'm Mike Wazowski. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyways, I think we've thanks just for watching Wax Wednesdays with Wax Romantics. I think this right. will be the worst podcast we ever do. <laughs> yep. I think we're all kind of developing our own unique voices and personalities and character arcs. And Cam's here, um, too. <laughs> uh see that was so julian of you julian. <laughs> oh my god uh i'm chandler i'm a chandler which oh You're can i be chandler. ross i'm gonna be ross ready uh, i'm ross i have billions of dollars from doing a tv from acting badly on a tv show <laughs> what the fuck keen keen top goes to your zoom Oh, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> this is the picture I took with, um, I think it was like a uh, otter of some sort. Nice. <laughs> That's me in the highlight reel. But, um, guys, I'm going to have to go. Jackson just pulled up. Um, You're good. We'll catch you guys tomorrow for, what, what time did we say? What time? Seven. Uh, yeah, around seven. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I'll be home from the mountain by then. But have a good uh, night, guys. Love you guys. Good sound. Good sound. Good sound. Good night. Bye.